In the second episode of the Progress for Humanity podcast, I'm Tristan Larson, and we're going to talk about how I went ahead and built a Web3 company after running a marketing agency for six years, what you need to know about Web3, and kind of what my journey has looked like from going from a service company founder to a Web3 founder who's never ran a software company before, where I see Web3 going, and overall my thoughts from being in the trenches for the last eight or so months learning about the space. Now, I was running a marketing agency for about six years, and I realized after spending a month in Europe that it wasn't my passion business. I was doing marketing for restaurants, and I just didn't feel like it was my 20-year vision. If you look at Bill Gates, you look at Steve Jobs, you look at the people who made the biggest impact in the world, they focus on a company for a long time, 10, 15, 20 years, and they obsess on that company over the long term, and it becomes this extremely filling thing where they have this big mission to make a change in the world. Like Bill Gates, it was to have a computer on the desk of every single home. And he ultimately achieved that vision. And I did not have that same vision for my service company. It was marketing for restaurants, and it was not the most fulfilling thing. I was constantly looking for other opportunities all the time, despite us having a pretty high level of success and getting to an eight-figure level. It just was not my long-term plan. I didn't have a long-term vision for what I was doing, and I kept trying to create one but I kept not having full commitment. So I went to Spain, I went to Sweden, I went to Serbia and Montenegro, was in Europe for the first time, and that was an event that absolutely changed my life for the better. I got so much mental clarity from traveling, and even till this day, anytime I go to a new place, out of my initial environment, I get these new thoughts and new ideas I haven't had before, get a new level of clarity, and really find the path forward in my life. It's been one of the biggest hacks for me, and I believe it would be for you as well. Now, I decided in October of last year that I'd heard a lot about Web3, I heard about decentralization, and I heard about this future that we could create with Web3. And I'm very passionate about things like freedom of speech and uh, freedom and independence and these kind of American values that I feel are being threatened in this country and other countries. And more specifically, half of the world lives in authoritarian country. And what I'm also passionate about is the idea of crypto and Web3 helping people who are in other countries, such as China, where there was just a $6 billion banking fraud scheme where $6 billion were stolen from the bank accounts of innocent people in China, or in Zimbabwe, where they're printing $100 trillion bills, or in Canada, where protesters had their bank accounts shut down for protesting the Canadian government. is these types of things that continue to pop up over and over again, increasing privacy concerns with our data being mined from us and, and used by companies without us benefiting necessarily. 
You can make arguments either way. I, I definitely enjoy algorithms giving me information that I want to see. That's maybe a positive aspect, but there's also negative aspects that increasingly are becoming threatening to ordinary everyday people. And these are the things that I am passionate about. I believe by building my own Web3 company, what I can do is solve the problems that I'm deeply passionate about in the world. And it's very unfulfilling or it's less fulfilling when you're running a company that does not solve the problems that you care about most. You might be super passionate about solving specific problems and your company is unrelated to these problems that you're really passionate about. You might be solving a problem you're not that passionate about. And that is a less fulfilling business that you probably will not take to as high of heights as a result of you having less passion about the problem you're solving, even if it is making you a good amount of money. You see lots of billionaires who are not super filled with what they're doing because they might be making money, but they're selling cigarettes, for example. Now, there's lots of billionaires who are doing the opposite of that, but I'm just giving an example. There's there's people on all, all sides. Now, I decided the best way to jump into Web3 was to direct learn. And one of the things that I've learned about in the books I've read is something called direct learning, which is when you learn by doing. The best way to learn is by just doing it, right? So I decided to start an NFT project called Inventor Club NFT. And what I did is each day I made a little bit of progress towards launching this project. I knew nothing about Web3. Literally, I was starting from scratch. I was I, I knew nothing about NFTs. I didn't know what minting was. I didn't know what all the buzzwords meant. So every day, I did a little bit of progress towards my goal. I made a map on a piece of paper of the things I needed to do in order to go ahead and launch a project. And I did each thing little by little. And I spent an hour or two on YouTube, on blogs, learning about the NFT world, learning about crypto, learning about Web3, immersing myself 20 hours of immersion into something is more than most people do. And 20 hours of immersion is able to give you more expertise on something or more knowledge about something than the majority of people in that space. Just 20 hours of immersion is enough to make you competent enough to be able to achieve a lot of goals. 20 hours of research about Web3 or about NFTs was enough to allow me to launch my NFT project. So that's what I did. I made progress. I put together a team. I created a Discord. Monday, I would figure out what type of artwork I needed to create. I would hire someone to set up my Discord. On Tuesday, I would make more progress on my idea for the type of art we are going to create, learning more about how that process actually works of getting someone to make your NFT. And I hired someone to create a Mint website. Then on Wednesday, day three, I started mapping out my marketing, started trying to figure out what my marketing plan was going to be, etc. So each day I made a little progress towards the ultimate goal, put together a team of some people, and ultimately my first launch completely failed. I started the end of October. The launch was December 5th, completely failed. I had $20,000 stolen from me. And... This is the part of the story I forgot to tell you. 
I did a soft launch, a pre-launch to people who are close friends and family, people who follow me on Instagram that generated $30,000 in sales in that first three-week period using my Instagram, using my 30,000 following. And I used that capital, or I was going to use that capital to be my marketing budget to launch my NFT project to the general public. However, I had $20,000 stolen. It was a gut-wrenching thing. That was going to be my entire budget for launching my NFT project. I felt absolutely terrible. I let the team down and the launch flopped because I had no marketing budget. And at that point, most people would have just given up. They had $20,000 stolen out of $30,000 and they got scammed and they would have been out. And when the launch happened on December 5th, I sat back, I assessed the situation, and I spent some time each day thinking, just thinking deeply and brainstorming about how to go about doing this. Either I give up or I figure out a way forward. I adapt to the situation. I evolve. So after a couple of days of thinking, what I decided to do is pretend like that launch never even happened and start from scratch. Start from the beginning, start generating hype from the bottom. And what I decided to do is try to figure out a way to turn $1 into $2, to turn $1 into $2, to make money with direct response marketing. And I, I tested this Facebook ad, which ended up doing just that. I launched this Facebook ad, which ended up generating a return on what I spent on the ad. And... Long story short, over the course of three months, we ended up doing a million dollars in sales in that three-month period, and we built a community of 30,000 people, and we sold 4,000 NFTs. And we made a lot of mistakes along the way and did a lot of things right. One one thing I did right is I brought on board Alexa, who's currently my co-founder. And Alexa has eight years of blockchain experience five years of AI experience, literal genius, member of Mensa, and he's the perfect complementary skill set to me. He has the opposite skills as I do, which is what you want in a co-founder. And I had met Alexa on this online job board about a year before this and realized he was a great person, one of the most impressive people I've ever met, and decided we are going to partner In January, so we sold out this project in March. In January, we decided officially we were going to become co-founders. And Alexa was interviewing our community about what problems they have because we wanted to turn what we were building into not just an NFT project, but into an actual tech company. And that's what we did. And we found the number one problem our community had because we asked our community on Discord, we messaged them, said, hey, what are the biggest problems you have? What ideas do you have for a product we can build for you? And scams ended up being the biggest problem. Multiple, multiple instances of people in our community getting $10,000, $30,000 stolen from them in scams. And we said, you know what? We're going to tackle this problem. And we built this tool called Blockum. And Blockum is a scam blocker that uses artificial intelligence to determine whether or not a crypto money sender, to just make it simple, if you're not in Web3, is trustworthy or not. And we're also able to determine if an NFT project is trustworthy or not, because our AI is able to look at their transactions and determine 
if they're trustworthy or not. Entire different story on how that works. If you don't understand how it works, it doesn't really matter. You get the big idea. So that is the journey. And of course, starting a SaaS is a brand new thing for me. I, had, I learned how to work with a co-founder, work with a development team. I, I, I set up an office with 10 developers in Serbia, a second world country that I'd only been to one other time before I decided to set up an office there. I learned how to raise money for the first time. I did all these things for the first time. And so far, we've been successful at each thing. And the way I can tell you that we've been able to achieve as much as we have, we, the way we've been able to condense two years worth of learning into couple month periods is that we execute. We do not worry so much about risk and we instead experiment. Trial by fire, we just do it. We, we learn by doing it. And not only do we learn by doing it, but we're constantly learning through books and through YouTube and through podcasts. For example, when I, before I raised money or while I was raising money, I was reading books every day about raising money. And I was reading these books while I'm messaging investors on LinkedIn, because that's how we generated about 40 to 50 appointments with venture capitalists in about a two and a half month period is through LinkedIn messages and also paid LinkedIn. And I also hired a virtual assistant to send emails for me full time. And I hired another virtual assistant to send LinkedIn messages full time for me. So I'm doing these like growth hacks to go ahead and, and generate these appointments but the way I'm learning how to actually take these appointments and, and close these deals is by reading books and watching YouTube videos at the same time as I'm taking these appointments. I created an entire script. I created six different versions of the deck, kept improving on the deck each day while I'm taking appointments. I'm, I'm basically like jumping out of a plane and building my parachute on the way down. And because I've read as many books as I have over the past few years, a lot of that knowledge, the foundational knowledge of what I needed to do, the first principles of what I needed to do was already in my mental toolkit because of the work I've done for the past six years. So all this reading, all this learning, basically learning ahead, learning ahead, way ahead of where I am. And I still don't think I've caught up. My reality still hasn't caught up to my potential. My reality still is not caught up to my level of learning. And my learning is way, way, way ahead of my current situation. And as a result of that, I'm able to figure out how to navigate as I go through different environments or as I go through different trials as a result of that previous work I put into learning. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before this one about why you should read 15 books recommended by billionaires a month, I suggest you listen to that one. But that's been my Web3 journey. Let me know if you learned something from this. I figured I'd tell that story because there's probably some lessons there. And I'd be happy to talk more about Web3 and talk more about um, the space and where I think it's going and just an entire podcast about that. Let me know on Instagram. My Instagram is Instagram dot com slash suited because I wear suit every day suited and thank you for listening add me on Instagram add the podcast if you're in the crypto space blockum.io is my software if you want to check it out and I will see you in the next progressing 
Humanity Podcast. Thanks for listening.